following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Yeah, I'm saving myself for Jesus. I'm saving myself for Michael Jackson. And he's dead. (laughs) Damn, that's scary. Yeah, I mean, I would rather drink tequila than bourbon. I'd rather drive and take the bus. I'd rather get a hangnail than a splinter. When it comes down to it, I'd probably uh, prefer noodles over rice. I would rather get my back rubbed than my back scratched. I mean, I'd rather get a hand job than do it myself. I'd rather suck toes than eat ass. Well, I'd rather wear flip-flops than real shoes. I'd rather go back to the 90s and wear airwalks than bands. On the same note, I'd rather skateboard than rollerblade. At the end of the day, I'd rather ski than snowboard. I'd rather watch TV than be bored. I'd rather suck Ryan Reynolds' dick than Ryan Gosling's dick. I would rather suck Jeff Goldblum's dick. Must go faster. Then watch the Amityville moon. Think I'll have that on the tour? Oh, 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 oh boy. I would rather watch my parents fuck than watch Amityville moon. I would rather watch my parents fuck my dog than watch the Amityville moon. I would rather watch my mother slowly die than watch Amityville moon. I would rather watch an orphanage burn down than watch the Amityville moon. I would rather masturbate with broken glass in my hand than watch Amityville moon. I would rather put your broken glass-covered hand in my anus than watch the Amityville moon. And I have hepatitis C. Yay! I would rather listen to Van Halen with lead singer Gary Sharon than watch Amityville moon again. I would rather dive face first into a slip and slide full of turds than watch Amityville moon again. I would rather marry my ex-wife again than watch Amityville moon. The bitch is crazy. I would rather sit on my stepdad's lap while he watches Basic Instinct than watch the Amityville Moon again. I've done that. Ooh. I would rather be stuck in an elevator with Matthew McConaughey, Nathan Lane, Gilbert Gottfried, and Carrot Top than watch Amityville Moon again. I would rather watch the Holocaust in slow motion than watch Amityville Moon again. I would rather watch the Holocaust in fast motion than watch Amityville Moon again. Ooh. Can't fuck with a classic. Mm-mm. I would rather watch 9-11, 7-Eleven, <coughs> burn to the ground, taking all of my favorite snacks and beer with it, than watch Amityville Moon again. I would rather be the band therapist for Metallica during St. Anger than watch Amityville Moon again. I would rather get a blood transfusion from Corey Feldman in 2020 than watch Amityville Moon again. I would rather tell O.J. Simpson that I think Nicole is cheating on him than watch Amityville Moon again. I would rather be the director of photography on an Alec Baldwin movie than watch Amityville Moon again. I would rather drink out of Zsa Zsa Gabor's bedpan on her deathbed than watch Amityville Moon again. I would rather wake up in a Motel 6 hearing Tom Jones humming What's New Pussycat from behind the locked bathroom door then watch Amityville Moon again. I would rather hold the sweaty hand of Bill Maher during a 4th of July celebration at America's Fair than watch Amityville Moon again. I would rather go back in time and watch Jesus eat his last supper of Popeye's chicken while Judas puts his dick in the mashed potatoes. Yeah!
but most importantly, I would I'd rather, rather watch, watch any movie. other movie than Amityville Moon again. again. Ah. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are Scary. My name is Micah. I am coming out of Reno, Nevada, all over your face, all inside your ear holes. Over there in Buffalo, New York, is Greg. Greg, say hi to the peoples. I sang on Do What You Like. And if you missed it, I'm the one who said just grab them in the biscuits. Yeah, what are biscuits exactly? Is that the butt? Is that the boob? Is that the... the I think that's like the underbutt region. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I think you know Donald I mean? Trump said the same. Didn't Donald Trump say that? He's like, I just grab them by the biscuits. Yeah, I don't know why that was so controversial. I, I mean, they're just biscuits. They're, they're came out of the oven. They're delicious. Pour some honey on them. Pour also, some gravy on them. I hate to say it, huh? but I think this song may have run its course, my friend. If I can make this a request it? out to our loyal, beautiful audience members, we're looking for a new one. We're looking for something new to quote in the coming months. My only stipulation is that you keep it hip-hop and you keep it before the year 2000. Yeah, and keep it fresh. Requests uh, welcome. So email us. Damn, that's scary. 42069 at gmail.com. Well, that's incorrect. <laughs> Where the fuck do we get emails now? Damn, that's scary pod at gmail.com. That's what I said. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so let Greg know what hip-hop song to quote at the beginning of every episode. It's or, very you know, important. Fuck the email. You can just Facebook message, message me like you always do. Yeah, do that. That's easier. Uh, you know what? Honestly, it kind of is. We're both very lazy. We don't like to switch from our normal personal email over to the podcast email. We check that email once a month, and even then... Like, really I, I don't reliable. respond to anything. Mm-mm. No. But you know that by now. Oh, in case you guys haven't uh, figured it out yet, the movie of the week is Amityville Moon. I'm sure a lot of you have seen the trailer. It came out a couple years ago. We'll get to that momentarily. Well, uh, but first... It is full moon June. Yeah, it's certain... Uh, July? Yeah. Mm, we're getting close to August, aren't we? I guess it's a full moon summer. I've been calling it the full moon fiesta. I've been calling it the full moon fiasco. I've been calling it the full moon kerfuffle. I've been calling it the full moon Ford savings event. Oh, that's not bad at all. You get yourself a great deal on one of those. Uh, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we are in the midst of the full moon uh, bummer fest. And it's even funner when it's in the. It's funner. F- funner. Funner in the fummer. You know what? This bit sure does suck. Hey, Greg, you watch anything good this week? <laughs> I absolutely did not. But that does not mean I didn't watch something. And you know what it was? Could it have been a new zombie series on Netflix? Yeah, I did check out uh, Resident Evil. I did not. Tell me but, about it. You know what? You're better off. I'm going to keep this brief. But anyone who has seen this, I'm sure, shares my opinion. And if you don't, you're wrong. It's awful. Uh-oh. I got to be fair. I got to be honest. I only watched about 20 minutes. Didn't even make it through the first uh, episode. God, that's bad because you're constantly in like this weird limbo of shrooms and alcohol. So I imagine everything you watch is just great. I am consistently tantalized by moving pictures. 
but yeah. this just did not grip me. And I'm a big Resident Evil fan, as you know. Barry, why on earth are you here? I have this. Thank you, Barry. Yeah, you were almost a Barry and Chris sandwich. <laughs> You're right. So it really doesn't seem to have a whole lot to do with the games that we all know and love. Are you going to continue the series to see what it leads to? I'm not, because I did not like the feel of it whatsoever. No. It was in some weird interspace between super high-budget production and, uh -huh. like, B-grade writing and, like, B-grade feel. I don't know how to describe it. You just described Pirates of the Caribbean to me. Mm, yeah. It had too much production value behind it to be as cheesy poorly written and underwhelming as it was yeah. if that makes sense no it does it does there were fast zombies okay okay so that's not like the games there was a giant grub kind of caterpillar sort of monster like an underground like digging worm in the first maybe 10 minutes oh initially well yeah you see the graboid essentially is what it yeah was. yeah and that seems kind of cool because it like you know it's rumbling and there was like a bit of a build-up before it emerged and the main character is all terrified of it and whatnot. Yeah. But then a couple of guys with a couple of machine guns come in and kill the thing with maybe 45 bullets. You can't oh. even do that in a video game. No, you could kill that thing like the same way you would kill Diglett in Pokemon, right? You kill it the same way Doug Trio just pounds out all of its enemies. Yeah, fuck it to death. Absolutely. It's the party! Yeah, you just treat it like the way the Canadians treat all those baby seals and just club it to death. It's not! But I gotta say, to anyone listening to all the fans out there, drop me a line if this series gets any better, because I really hope that it does. But uh, it lost me, and it lost me early on. Now, this is Netflix, so they actually... Like, Netflix still is true to the game where they just dump the entire series at once always appreciated for sure i really appreciate that because i just finished uh the boys but i wish i could have binge watched the boys instead of waiting every week i feel like you retain more because there was actually a lot that i kind of forgot like from like the first couple episodes they so. were at least gracious about their recaps which i always appreciate they give you a real solid uh recap my brain is a marshmallow Oh, yeah. From uh, years of drugs, chair shots to the head, boxing, drugs to the head. I got a concussion skiing once. Drugs, shots to the head. Drugs. I mean, I'm not okay. okay. Did I mention the drugs? drugs? I think it's safe to say that we uh, we take shots to the skull a little more often than the average man. <laughs> uh-huh. It takes its toll on you. It does. It does. Um, but speaking of the boys, Greg, Craig. Hmm. you like Homelander, right? Not like him, but... You, the, the actor and everything, Anthony Starr. Oh, he was fantastic in Banshee. He was fantastic in The Boys. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, he was in Xena Warrior Princess. He was in uh, Without a Paddle. It turns out that he is actually rumored to be the front runner to portray Dracula oh. in uh, the, the upcoming Blade motion picture. Blade and Dracula have a crossover? Well, Dracula is going to be the main baddie in the new Blade movie. I didn't know there was actually a... Uh... There is a Dracula. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I would check yeah, it out. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like the ultimate big, big baddie in, uh, in, in Blade, uh, well, the comics. He's the king of the vampires. I, I, that's actually Angus Scrim from Subspecies. 
Well, but you know, you call him whatever you want, baby. AKA uh, Brian May. You play a good game, boy. <laughs> So yeah, Anthony Starr is totally rumored to play as Dracula yeah. uh, in the upcoming Blade, which is pretty exciting. I like Anthony Starr a lot. I mean, the guy is in his mid-fucking-40s. He looks like he's 30. Who would have thought that Ringo's son could be so talented? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Ringo Starr, the most worthless of the Beatles. He was just in the right place at the right time. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, Greg, I tell you what. You and I both love a good Predator movie. Oh, yeah, dude. Obviously, the original Predator, hands down, the best of them all. The sequels are hit or miss, whatever, but they're still fun, at least. The first um, Predator is the WWE of Predator movies. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean the WWF of Predator movie, baby. The WWF and A of Predator movies. Oh! Yeah, so August 5th, we are going to have the new Predator movie, Prey, and I pray that this movie doesn't suck. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah, suck my dick. Uh, director of 10 Cloverfield Lane is putting his own little spin on the franchise, making it nice and fresh and doing his own thing. You know, I did not hate 10 Cloverfield Lane. I thoroughly enjoyed 10 Cloverfield Lane. You didn't sure. even need the alien bullshit at the end of it. Like, that was just a good fucking movie. They only threw that ending in to, to relate it to the previous Cloverfield movie. But yeah, everything up to that was, yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, let's relate it to the previous Cloverfield movie that had absolutely nothing to fucking do with aliens. You got your John Goodman, who's always good. Always good. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, also great and everything. Always good. And just uh, whoever that L other guy was. Lyle Lovitz. Always good. Yeah. My, probably my favorite Lovitz. Even more than John? You know what? My second favorite Lovitz. Yeah, I like John because he beat up Andy Dick. And I got to tell you, man, there's only two reasons a guy goes into a bathroom with Andy Dick. Neither one is good. Now, the reason why we're talking about this is that there is a new teaser of uh, Prey mm -hmm. that's on the interwebs right now hyping this up. I mean, we just have a couple weeks until this drops on August 5th on Hulu, but I'm pretty excited about it. It does give us just a little bit more perspective on what to expect from the Predator. It turns out he's hunting more than just people. Mm, yes. Yeah. Which is extra uh, scary to me. I, I, honestly, yeah. He's going after mountain lions, alligators, the Bengal tiger. Komodo dragons, the hooded cobra, king of the snakes, vending machines, the mako shark, hippos. They kill more people than any other animal. They can consume a midget in like a single chomp. Sorry, little person. Yay! Hey, everybody's favorite director is coming back again. Fede Alvarez. I'm talking about M. Night Shyamalan, baby. I knew that. Yeah, his next horror film, Knock at the Cabin, is actually an adaptation of a novel known as The Cabin at the End of the World, written by Paul Tremblay. Oh, let me guess. You knock at this cabin door, and when they open it, all of a sudden you, you shrink or something. Or like, 
time goes backwards or there's just some Twilight Zone gimmick that fucks your whole family up. Well, it turns out it's about a same-sex couple that rent a cabin with their adopted eight-year-old daughter to do a little off-the-grid vacationing in New England. And uh, everything you said is exactly what happens. But Dave Bautista actually stars in this. Please tell me he's the kid. And that's the big twist. That's the big Shyamalan twist. You open the cabin door and your son grows to gargantuan expanse and becomes a Batista. I think the real twist is, is that it turns out Dave Batista is the bottom. I think the twist is Batista was the cabin the whole time. <laughs> a same-sex couple enters Dave Batista with their child for a weekend of fun. <laughs> like a 12-passenger fucking minivan. <laughs> we'll take you on a tour around town. You want to see the beach? Everyone hop in, Dave. Here we go. <laughs> Next stop, WrestleMania. Toot toot. <laughs> But hey, Greg, better yet, let's uh, let's just say fuck all that shit. And let's get down to real business here. Let's talk about the, the monsters. monsters. Rob oh, Zombie's man. The Monsters. Now, you had a chance to check out the trailer, right? I did, and I got to say, I was impressed. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you fucking me in the ass right now? Because... <laughs> oh, didn't expect to hear that, did you? No, no, I did not. And you know why? Is I actually got to agree with you. You know what? I think anyone who's detracting from the quality of this trailer does not understand the essence of the original Monsters TV show. Dude, this is literally the Monsters TV show. It's supposed to be crap. It was a trashy monster sitcom. Yes. It's not the Adams family, everybody. Yes. Do not expect some kind of darker, more subversive version of the monster family. This is straight up leave it to Beaver with a monster veneer. And that is what Rob Zombie has given you. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying something just so brave, Greg. Craig. So brave and so profound. Just keeping it real. Dude, They, the people that are upset about this never actually watched the monsters. Well, that's the impression I got because I think, yeah, I feel like everybody wants Wednesday Adams out of this genre. Okay. That's not so what the monsters are. No, it, it's totally not. This is not for the goth adults. No, this is a this straight is fun. up corny, this is fun. cheesy ass sitcom. And honestly, in my opinion, as long as that fucking theme song plays, I'm on board. Yeah, right. Uh, fuck yes. Yeah. One of the best theme songs of all sitcoms. I, you know what, dude? I gotta agree with you. I actually, that is more of a jam than the Adams family thing. Oh, it's I and you put the two together, I mean other than the Tim Burton movies of the 90s, I will take the Monsters 9 out of 10 times over the Adams family. I don't know if I completely agree with you there. I am a big fan of the Adams family. But oh, I am too. But I prefer the Monsters. It's very important to keep them separated. They are Thank you. not one in the same. They are two opposite ends yes. of the goth family spectrum. Uh, absolutely now my only complaint is the audio seemed a little off uh that exactly that's fine i could get i want low budget i want garbage my opinion here and i could be wrong admittedly yeah anyone who says oh it looks like zombie didn't have enough of a budget to make this good or uh 
oh, well, this seems cheap or whatever. I got to say, it's intentional, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's it's intentionally budget, shitty. He's got funding. He's not doing yeah. this accidentally. He's making it look and sound that way specifically. Bingo, bango, wango, flango. Bingo, I've been saying that for years, babe. No, I am. Uh, I've heard you say that many times. I am actually 100% behind this. The monsters th- truly are the banana sandwich of goth adult sitcom. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Wednesday Adams and the monsters will both be on Netflix come this fall. I'm more excited about the monsters than I am the Wednesday series. It's going to be the- more divisive than the political climate in the United States in 2020. Yep. We're about to see a schism among the goth adult community. And dude, I, I I keep seeing a lot of toxic fandom online when it comes to the horror community. And I think that's absolutely outrageous. Keep that shit in Star Wars. Keep it in your anime. Keep it out of horror. horror put that shit right fun. back in your pocket. Put it in your pocket. Put it in your dick hole. Piss it out. It's not wanted here. Horror is fun. Keep that shit out of there. And speaking of fun, speaking of horror, speaking of goth adults, our Lord and Savior, Glenn Danzig, Whoa! is. Now, we we talked about this a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. He is actually moving forward with one percenter bikers that are werewolves. Okay. Yes. I think I follow you. Are you talking about Mr. Glenn Danzig? <laughs> making a werewolf outlaw biker film that's exactly what i'm saying and that premise alone has me fucking sold oh my god yeah i'm on board dude i love veronica you and i watched veronica together and got so fucking shit-faced watching that i don't remember the second half of the movie i had to watch it again the next day but anyone who is an original old school misfits fan knows Yes. That Glenn was born to play the part of the werewolf. I don't even want to say cameo. I want to see him in the lead on this. I want to see him as the head of this biker gang. I know it's probably not going to happen, but I I don't want him. I don't want him to be the head of the biker game because in Death Rider in the House of Vampires, we saw him play Bad Bathory, which was kind of like a backup vampire character, like a badass type thing. Phenomenal. He was so fucking good. You are right. He needs to be uh he needs to be behind the lens. Yeah, you need like your Krang, your Shredder, and then Rocksteady, and then Bebop could be fucking Glenn. Glenn is the ultimate Bebop. Real bad battery. Dude, I am all about this. He is actually moving forward with it. God bless him, our Lord and Savior, Glenn Danzig. I feel like he's been working his way up to perfection. He got some of the kinks out after Veronica. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You saw him grow as Death a Rider was an evolution. Yes, yes. Do you know what this new werewolf biker film is going to be called? Is there it any doesn't have a name yet. I, I feel like maybe he knows it and it's just not revealed yet. I just know or- it's going to be bombastic. It's probably going to be long. It's probably going to be like furry boy in the house of one percenter biker gang werewolves. 
I mean, he's in the same sort of realm as Rob Zombie as like a connoisseur of old horror films of all that stuff. So I, I, I honestly, know, I think more so. I, I think Glenn is bigger. Whatever than... he names it, it's going to be both amazingly perfect, but also very tongue in cheek. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a tribute to werewolf films of old. And I'm looking forward to when he finally reveals that title. I'm so excited about this. I thoroughly enjoyed Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so much goddamn fun. I had a blast seeing it in the theaters. I love that we were the only ones in the theaters except for the one person sitting five rows behind us. And I feel like his audience and his budget and his attention is only slowly rising like the ascent of a roller coaster, like up that first hill. Like we're still yep. going up in the career. We're still going up. Glenn Danzig's directorial masterpieces. He has yet to yep. reach his apex, but this is just another step up, another notch, and I'm there for it. He's 67 years old, same age as my dad. I feel like he has about 10 solid years of making these movies, and oh, he I'm here die. for it. Oh no, no, no! But I'm saying he's got that. about 10. He's got about 10 more years of making these movies. Yeah, After Glenn that, I feel like. I feel like he's going to become like an author or something. <laughs> what the fuck is Glenn Danzig going to write about? <laughs> boobs. Oh, I read about boobs. Dark Angel this morning yeah. in my cereal. On her black wings. Blood drips into my spoon. <laughs> a salty sweat. I'm like crossing over into people. <laughs> typo neck. <laughs> Blood drips from my spoon. My castle still unbuilt. Rich this... pile up in the yard. Ah! Fuck you, Todd. Fuck you, Todd. <laughs> yeah, I caused a riot in San Francisco. What of it? <laughs> yeah, Glenn's a dick. He is. Well, he was. I don't think he is anymore. Do you think it will be a problem for his new film that his previous significant other is no longer his current significant other? You mean the American Asian with the obnoxiously large double D breasts that have eyeballs instead of nipples? Well, I'm wondering if he's going to be able to procure her talents for free anymore. Or if he's just going to find someone else. Maybe I think, uh, Kim Director? I mean, Kim Director may be in it. I don't know. She's the most famous of goth adults. She's the original goth adult, in my opinion. I mean, I think Edgar Allan Poe is the original goth adult. But the original goth adult with tits, definitely Kim Director. I'm, just, I'm talking in context of this show. I mean, of course, there's been plenty before Kim Director. Like She made that movie in like 1998 or whenever that came out. Then she is the original goth adult. Yes, she's the, you are she's correct. She's the original DTS goth adult. Stamp of approval. Here we go. Bump, bump. You know the noise. All right, Greg. Now, uh, before we get into continuing full, full moon, moon June, 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 July. -ish. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time for us to apologize. <sighs> this again. Yeah. Per tradition, I'm going to go first. Okay. Now, last week's episode, probably our greatest episode. Of course. I'm not going to apologize for shit. Don't blame you. But instead, I would like to apologize to a little 19-year-old bag of furry bones oh. I like to call Muffin. You're going to have to elaborate on that one, because I am lost. 
Muffin is the adorable house cat here in Reno, Nevada, uh, who lives with two beautiful dogs, kind of marches to the beat of her own drum, slaughters different types of pests, quail, squirrels, rabbits. It doesn't matter what gets in her way. She'll kill them all. She's 19 years old, and she is very agile. Now, today, she was jumping from the kitchen table onto the countertop island in the kitchen she wiggles her butt and begins her leap and i knew she was jumping but yet i walked across her thinking that maybe she would have stopped but i should have known better the poor thing jumped as i was walking and i literally smacked her out of the air by accident mind you but that's why i'm apologizing and she flew about a solid four feet because she weighs two pounds because she's 19 years old and literally just bones and fur and smacked into the fucking wall. Okay, let me uh, let me make sure I understand exactly what you're getting here. Your cat jumped and you batted it out of the air on instinct like it was a fucking badminton uh, I, shuttlecock. I was walking and next thing you know, this cat was just midair and I panicked and I swung my hand. You and bopped it. I didn't even hit her that hard, but because of, like you said, a badminton birdie just fucking no, no, launched no, 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 no. across the room. Please use the correct nomenclature. It's a shuttlecock. A shuttlecock. Yeah. You slapped your cat out of the air as though she were a shuttlecock. I shuttlecocked Muffin so goddamn hard. She hit the wall and kind of like, she didn't hit the wall and then plop off. She hit the wall and kind of rolled down like one of those sticky octopuses from the 80s. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah, I felt really bad. She okay? Uh, I, 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 she disappeared for a few hours, uh, but she's been roaming around lately, and I think she's all right. She's uh, she came back stronger than ever before. I did actually see her running around hunting different types of critters. Jesus Christ. Well, PETA, um, I guess we'll respond to you uh, as soon as we get your fucking email. I'm sure it's coming. Um, no, no, it's not going to happen because I apologized. It's okay. Oh, My okay. sins are atoned. Oh, that's how that works. All right. Hey, that's why PETA, we do this. Go fuck yourself. I don't care that Micah shuttlecocked his cat today. Honestly, it's really kind of upsetting to everybody. We'll all get past this together. Uh, if you really want us to make this right, send your donations to... Uh, damn that's scary for 2069 muffin listens to the show so i just wanted to know how terribly sorry i am we'll be opening a gofundme asap for muffin and we all appreciate your donations to make sure that micah never commits random acts of violence in the name of badminton ever again i do do that i said do do <laughs> <laughs> all right let's forget about that horrific act of bestiality that Micah committed earlier this afternoon. I would like to just make a quick but sincere apology to our hero and personal deity of Fede Alvarez. Why are we apologizing to Fede? For suggesting last episode that he may someday partake in some sort of foxy boxing situation with one Isaac Esben for directorial supremacy of the next Alien sequel. 
I think if anything, we should apologize to Isaac. Perhaps you remember this discussion that we had. I was very deep into my cups last episode, but yes, I do recall. Mm, yes, I think we both were. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. It was ignorant of me to imply that someone, anyone, could ever hope to challenge Fede in physical combat. And I'll do my best to remember my place, our place, below him in the hierarchy of the universe from now until the end of time. All praise, Fede. In him, all things are possible. Keep making our dreams come true, Mr. Alvarez. You're the best, and your films are flawless. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. You know what? And God bless us, everyone. Everyone. Especially Mr. Alvarez. Please don't destroy us. Please don't smite us with your he omnipotence. Is, he is a deity, is he not? Oh, he's incredible. Uh, that um, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel, literally perfect. Probably the greatest movie to come out this year. Yeah, yeah. Many people don't really agree with that, but they're wrong. They are so fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, Black Phone. Oh, 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 X. Oh, 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 oh. Well, guess what? <laughs> oh, 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 baby. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, how about that Evil Dead remake? Loved right. it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. And when Fede drops Alien, you're all going to shit your pants. Yeah. It's over for you, bitches. He's the best. Uh-huh. He might, you know, he might be the only good director left in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. No, I'm throwing I, it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Number one for eternity. Fede. So that's the end of the apology. Well, okay, fuck all that shit. Here comes Mongo. We're going to full moon. If you were paying attention at the beginning of the episode, oh, yeah, we went to Amityville, New York for Amityville. Oh. Oh, we went there. You know, oh. I tried to I tried to feign enthusiasm. Yeah. But I failed. How you feeling, buddy? Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at, too. Amityville moon from this 2021. Movie... It came out, as Greg said, 2021. It came out mm-hmm. late last year. On my list of uh, Amityville movies to watch, I'm glad I was able to scratch this one off of ye old bucket list. It's a stop you have to take on that Amityville journey. If you're going to watch every one of them, eventually you're going to get to Amityville Moon. It's like, what, it, what would you say, like the Hoboken, New Jersey of that whole trip through space and time? Yeah, probably. Yeah, did that did that metaphor make sense? I don't know. I'm just, nope. I'm really trying here. Nah, you you did good, Greg. You did oh, good. Uh, I appreciate. I uh, oh my god. I mean, <sighs> perhaps you'd like to pay tribute to Thomas J. Churchill, the director of said no monstrosity. Uh, no, no, no. I I don't even. No, I'm not going to acknowledge him. He. Uh, well, no. if you ever need to actually speak to him in person, I'm pretty sure he does manage a Denny's in his off time when he's not directing shitty movies. Uh, this piece of shit is actually the producer mm. of a film called Amityville Uprising. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, it's a chemical blast at a military base sets off a supernatural disaster. Uh-huh. Uh, something about toxic acid rain. Yep. Who gives a shit? Sounds it's great. A, it's, you're, you're taking the name Amityville and putting it in a movie 
that does not deserve that name. You are ruining the Amityville name one shitty film at a time. Now, I understand that the name Amityville isn't tied down to any studio that anyone can use it. But if you're going to leisurely and so carelessly slap Amityville on a title, at least have some type of supernatural haunting, take us back to the house. Some random connection, right? This movie would have been really fucking cool. uh, It would have been a lot cooler if it actually took place at the house Mm -hmm. and there was a werewolf terrorizing that like there was a werewolf in the basement or some shit i don't fucking know Greg. they could have easily uh, in well i mean we'll get to it we'll talk about yeah. the plot but yeah they could have just set it in that house rather than in a different house like it's, it's such a simple thing but if you really want my equation to this whole fucking plot what i yeah. called it was if you may remember one of our best episodes i think it was like number i don't know 57 uh Less halfway seven. house Oh, plus the howling. Oh, minus entertainment. Oh, very good. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to stop all of our listeners right now. And I'm going to tell you to not watch this movie. Let Greg and I explain it to you. We'll take you on a journey that's going to be much more entertaining than watching this film ever could be. All right, so why don't we uh, delve deep into the characters that Thomas J. Churchill, that fat, tubby-lubby, bald, goateed face, double-chin, fucking can't-see-my-dick-to-save-my-life piece of shit, gave us. Okay, fuckface, our first character goes by the name of Alyssa. Oh, God. She is a teenage runaway, a stripper, a thief, a drug dealer, a bad friend, and yep. also a little bit of a gypsy. Do not fear me, gypsy. I will go through your treasures. Yeah, I think you can still say that, right? I mean, they said it in the movie. They did, but also, I mean, we're two of the five people that actually watched this film. I think gypsy's considered a derogatory term now. I don't know. I mean, this came out in 2021. If they're confident in saying it, I'm just, you know, I'm just yeah, quoting I, them when it comes to dude, this character. The greatest boxer in the world right now's nickname is the Gypsy King. So yeah, I've never really known anyone to be totally offended by that. So uh, yeah, we're not over here saying. Hey, oh my God! If you got a problem, send all your emails to uh, slasherspod at gmail.com. They'll send you a free T-shirt. They do that. They represent us. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, who's next? Well, next we have her friend, whose name is Carla. Carl. And that's really about all there is to her character. She dies almost immediately. She's dead forever. And she does not come back. But I had to mention her because she does appear within the first minute or two of the film. Yeah, Carla is every white trash New York, not New York City, but New York girl you'll ever meet. Did you notice uh, the facial features? They were just a little frog-like. Very, very Utica very western new york looking very uh, uh my parents had a little too much to drink while pregnant with me uh, yeah. moving on we have officer john kimball arnold schwarzenegger he's a cop you idiot i'm detective john kimball <laughs> but also a really shitty one. Oh god He's a disgraced officer a violent pig hey i'm a police officer a brutalitist and 
a low-functioning adult. No, he sucks. Yeah, he's very bad at his job. And, might I add, acting. Oh, yeah. Well, you could say that probably about the entire cast, if you really want to. This is Trey McCurley, who plays Detective Kimball. I'm going to be a sheriff. Mm. Uh, And he did a bunch of... Who gives a fuck? Movies. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Nobody cares. We don't want to hear yep. more of Trey McCurley. Yep. McCurley. So moving on. Speaking of terrible acting, we have Father Peter. Oh, God. Who is a priest, a beard rocker. He is the boss of the halfway house. He's a pervert, a violent assailant, but also a devoted husband. This is D- David B. Meadows, and he is in... Who's next, Greg? I refuse to believe that David B. Meadows is not a porn star name. The B stands for boner. Yes, this man is in pornography. Which I could probably make the same statement about our next character, who is Father Michael. Oh, Father Michael, yes. He is the loyal number two (laughs) to Father Peter. He is a lackey, a loser, a flunky, a toady, and a tool. But he's also a gambler and a sinner this is michael cervantes uh he's in another amityville movie called the amityville harvest oh okay. Uh, and then he will be also in the amityville uprising movie that we spoke of earlier also amityville threesome amityville <sighs> backdoor sluts amityville my wife's home alone amityville anal assassins yeah he's uh He's a porn star, just like everybody else in this movie. Yeah, but uh, the big twist is, got a really small dick. And we'll see that by the end of this film. Oh, yeah! Awesome! So without further ado, we have a gaggle of characters that I'm just going to throw under the umbrella of the girls. So let's oh, get Oh, you're not going to call quick. them Blondie? <laughs> just you wait. Because <laughs> the first one is named Casey, and she is a Blondie. Yep. Yeah. She's also a former hooker. Sex worker. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, it's it's work. You fool! She was in uh, the Neon Demon. Yeah, nobody cares. We're going to move through okay. these kind of quick. Next, we have Candy, who is an African-American drug addict. Oh, she's fat. And then we have Nikki, who is a goth adult who killed her stepdad. Oh, she's fat. And then there's Jennifer, who is a redneck who hates everyone. She's a good old Texas girl. Yeah, she's fat. And last but not least is Mandy. She might be the most important. She might be the most prominent of this all-female cast. She is a redhead, an orphan, a former cutter, an animal rights activist, a secret smoker, and a confidential informant. She's fat. The only other thing I could think of that she was in was Bad Kids Go to Hell back in 2012. I was going to say uh, but she also has the look of uh, fetal parents alcohol syndrome. Drink a lot of booze. Yeah. Especially to deal with the depression of being pregnant. You know, you can always tell when the eyes are kind of far apart. Oh, and that forehead. That, that frog mouth. Yeah, definitely the frog mouth. Yeah, that five head is always a sign. Yeah, I, uh, she was also in a film called uh, Mandy Comes to Frogtown. I saw that. It was hot. Yeah, starring Roddy Piper. Wait, 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 wait. Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Oh, sorry. The maniac loves you. But next up, we have Sister Ruth, 
who is a kindly nun, a helpful secretary. She's the head of security at the halfway house. She's an intense bug-eyed weirdo, a dutiful hard ass, and absolutely an extraterrestrial. Back in the day, total babe, this is Tuesday night. She actually replaced Patricia Arquette in Nightmare on Elm Street 4 Dream Master, mm-hmm. and she's in a bunch of obscure horror movies that came out since then, including this one. So last but not least, we have Sister Frances, who is a very unhealthy nun who requires constant care. She is a traveling missionary. She's a snorer and a sleep flatulator. She's also possibly, probably, most likely a werewolf. I am going to give it up to this uh, this actress. This is uh, Katerina Lay Waters. This part was played by one Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> she's a professional wrestler turned actress. Uh, she's in a bunch of other stuff that uh, I don't give a shit about, and neither do you. I'll tell you, she was fantastic in the Amityville mood. Sure. But moving on, let's get right into our plot, my man. Oh, God, finally, let's just slam this shit fuck caveman tit fuck movie. Shit, I fucking hated this, Greg. What's that again? I don't know. One more time. I uh, I uh, shit fuck caveman tit fuck. Uh, 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 you said caveman? Yeah, caveman. I'm just a caveman. We open on a very distraught man pointing a gun wildly in the direction of some variety of werebeast. He's pointing it east. He's pointing it south. He's pointing it west. Ah, uh, but then that scene ends as soon as it fucking starts, <laughs> and then we time jump 10 years into the future. Yeah, he gets bored, and the title screen just splashes right in your face. Now we're 10 years later in Amityville, New York, and this is literally the only connection for all you fans out there who are thinking this might have been some sort of uh, Amityville universe movie. It's literally just this text on the screen. I think Amityville in space has more to do with the actual Amityville house than this fucking piece of shit. The house was on the asteroid or something. This movie has nothing to do with it. Literally nothing at all. And there are so many goddamn Amityville movies. Mm. I think this one is the most just... Unrelated (sighs) and obscure. Yes, thank you. But what we do have is two girls who are sneaking around in a basement where they clearly don't belong. When a noisy werebeast menaces them from the shadows. Yeah, we get a first person uh, point of view of this werewolf. Heavy breathing. (sighs) My God, this has to be Dom DeLuise sniffing out some sweet, sweet riverside. Very intuitive insight on that one. I do believe this was probably Dom DeLuise, the werewolf. Yes. They coincidentally steal some silver on their way out. I think it was some bullets or something. They don't really make it. I think it was a silver cross. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, who cares? What's important is that the ugly one sadly does not make it. She gets savagely bored by the legs and dragged off into the shadows by the werewolf. So that is the first of many gags of we're going to get of that quarantine. Mm. I I call it the quarantine gag. It is the quarantine gag. The quarantine gag, the the quick uh, yank 
you're staring at the person's face and they're dragged away really quick. from the camera off into yeah the oh yeah. my god how scary is this we've Woo-hoo. all seen it we all know it it's a it's a real good way to just kill off a character possibly bring them back in the future you don't know uh-huh. nope this film is not that sophisticated she's gone forever she's dead forever go, go fuck, fuck yourself, yourself. Oh! yep there she goes that new york small town piece of white trash but our main girl Alyssa does manage to escape she heads over to a strip club where she presumably works and i gotta say she seems a little unfazed by the fact that her friend was just eaten by some kind of monster also another metallica reference i love it greg i'm also really confused by this club there is no tittery there's no stage it's just Mm. a girl kind of like wiggling her hips in front of a bunch of people sitting at a bar it's very confusing to me it's just a lot of bikers doing meth and i think imagining nudity haven't we all been there (laughs) but anyway john kimball the detective himself i'm a cop you idiot is currently being chewed out by his superior for using excessive force in the past he is given one last chance to not commit police brutality this man is under arrest yeah they they don't really mention if the person he committed brutality on uh, they don't really mention don't the even, just don't. Hey, that's fine. what are you getting at i'm not getting that nothing greg Son of a bitch. He is given the assignment to pick up a few halfway house escapees and return them to Father Peter's halfway house for curious females. You kiss like my dad. Oh. Yeah, so we got Sister Mary Hazel, Ruth Christensen, uh-huh. and Father Jared Leto yep. uh, talking to uh, Detective Kimball, telling mm-hmm. them uh, that uh, this place doesn't need guards because oh. the only guard we need is the Lord. He interviews Sister Ruth about the missing girls, and everyone acts as suspiciously as possible about their disappearance. And Detective Kibble is clearly the worst cop ever because (laughs) he is just like, well, everything seems normal here. Now we're going to do something extremely fun. Yay! Father Peter explains that the girls were part of the Big Sister program, which means they're eligible for early release before they even ran away, which I got to say is a little suspicious. But John oh, it's Kimball, a little sus. He does not pick up on this. No, no, he does not. He's like, well, there's no minorities here for me to beat down. So Oof. I guess my work is done. However, he does wave to Sister Ruth on the way out, but she just stares like a psychopath. And he goes on to have a little bit of an interview with Mandy. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Mandy. She tells him that girls here disappear all the time. Father Peter is full of shit. And uh, Mr. Kimball should probably go check out the strip club or whatever, the the biker bar, and go talk to her friend, Alyssa. I feel like we've watched this movie before, Greg. Yeah, you know, it kind of feels a lot like a little film called Halfway House that we reviewed in our best episode it was number 69 yeah what was that uh, none uh march of the penguins back in march yeah yeah a much better movie this is literally the titless version of the movie and instead of a deity monster living in the basement it's a fucking chewbacca yeah i hate to throw out uh spoilers so early 
in the game here. But yeah, there's a werewolf. There's a halfway house. There's a cop. <laughs> this is what we're in for here. Yeah. So Father Peter is now presiding over a group meeting with his halfway house inmates, I guess you call them. I don't even know. All the girls are surly and unenthusiastic. Oh my God. This scene is so slow and so goddamn lame and takes so fucking long. Oh my Lord. These movies should be fun. Why wasn't this fun? Somebody throw a fucking pie or something. I am so goddamn bored out of my fucking dick at this point. Well, Nikki, the goth adult, suggests that the missing girls might actually be dead. And this, of course, is just a big old taboo. You do not say that. No, this is grounds for termination. There's uh-huh. a good chance that this goth adult is going to get bored. So this group meeting is not going well. Meanwhile, nope. Sister Ruth is praying over Sister Francis, which we haven't really talked about her quite yet. Yeah, but- apparently there's a nun on a deathbed with a, a blood trans. I don't know what that is. Is that a she blood is, transfusion? Um, I just assumed she was in a coma this whole time. But Yeah, okay. She kind of goes in and out of it. She's uh, She's lying dormant for the moment. Okay, sure. So the girls are fighting among themselves because they're antsy for both drugs and sex, of course. They're in a halfway house. So am I. They're being deprived of all the things that they love. Yeah. When Mandy decides to excuse herself, she goes snooping around in the basement and finds some bloody human remains. But once again, she just really isn't super upset about it for some reason. No, no, no. She found an arm yeah but she's more concerned about her cigarettes i mean yeah she's got that cool thing going on where you open up the bible and it's carved out and there's a pack of smokes in there i mean i've always appreciated that gag it's good stuff i'm more of a let's have a flask in the bible thing yeah to be totally honest i do have one of those bibles in my house so if i die and anyone ever has to come in and kind of clear out my shit look for the bible you'll find something good I mean, those are either cigarettes from 2014 or like a thumb drive to something that I'm not even going to talk about. So about this time, Detective John Kimball calls his boss to tell him that he's about to go to the biker strip club. His boss, I thought, would have played more of a role in this. Maybe actually show up to the halfway house and then get bored by this werewolf. Um. He just makes him promise not to kill any strippers for once. Oh, no. Because <laughs> John Kimball has a really bad record on this police force. Like, he is on thin fucking ice at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've had to cover up so much shit. He's a very problematic cop. You notice he didn't <laughs> oh, even yeah. have a partner? I mean, that's how you know that you're the worst of the worst cops, right? Yeah, like, where you don't have a, Nobody wants to be with you. No one wants to ride shotgun with Mr. Kimball. No, very problematic. Probably a real Weinstein. Who is your daddy? I mean, uh, what I meant was, you little douches belong to me. So this is about the time that the goth adult, what was her name, Nikki? Kim Director. Sure, Kim Director goes to check on Sister Frances, but instead just gets her face bored off by a rubber-masked werewolf. And I have to say, this costume these effects, everything about this wolf is just fucking awful. It's so bad. I, so I wish bad. I could. I wish I could be like, oh, it was fun. Nope. Oh, it had heart. This movie, everything about it was bad. It was and just wrong. disappointing. Like you're waiting for the reveal, 
You're waiting yeah. to see. Maybe this is what they're building up to. Nope. Turns out it sucks. Do not watch this movie. Don't it's watch this movie. One. Listen to our review. Call it a day. We're going to make it quick. It's, we're wrapping it up real soon. Give us five minutes. This is all we, that's all we want. Yeah, wrapping it up like the condoms I don't use. What are you, my dad? So Sister Ruth finds Sister Frances all wild-eyed and disheveled. I guess she isn't in a coma anymore. She's she's done wolfing. She's done fucking doing whatever. She's wait, 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 Greg, 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 Greg. Do you think she's a werewolf? <laughs> it's pretty obvious at this point. I think maybe, uh, you know, she might be a fucking werewolf. I think she might be. She's definitely a werewolf. And the girls, they're all just arguing over who gets to feed Sister Frances her mush because they all have duties. They all have chores. They don't <laughs> realize that she's been romping around eating people in the basement this whole time. Sister Ruth, for some reason, doesn't mention to any of them that she saw Sister Frances moving around. She's just like, yeah, no, she's still in bed. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. No big deal. No, MBD. And we jump to Detective John Kimball going undercover as a strip club patron. Can I help you, sir? Hey, I'm not a police officer. What would you like? You tell me. Well, uh... I lied. <laughs> I, they, I, you keep saying strip club. They they just called it a biker bar. Yeah, but there, I mean, there's dancers. There's just girls. I didn't see moving any boobs. Shaking. Did you see boobs? Uh, I didn't see boobs. This is a pathetically boobless film. But he does see a bunch of biker badasses harassing Alyssa, who is the exact girl he's been sent to rescue. And he is just chomping at the bits for a little bit of action. His cover is blown fucking immediately. He is the worst undercover officer you could ever be. The bikers spot him the second he walks in the door. No, no, no. I, I think the reason why is that he walked in and it was just like, my name is Detective Kimball. I'm Detective John Kimball. I'm John Kimball. I'm a police officer. I'm here to arrest anyone who uh, gets in my way, and I'm going to take this girl with me. This is an arrest. Yep. He didn't say it in those words, but I think his mannerisms and his demeanor made that loud and fucking clear. You know, it's like, it, it's it's a law. Like, if you look at a guy and you're like, are you a cop? They have to say it. And Other, Otherwise, it's entrapment. Yeah. But nobody, to- nobody asked him. He was like, hey, guys, guess what? I'm a cop. According to Pee Wee Herman, uh, that's entrapment. <laughs> Stop whining. <laughs> that's small dick energy right there. But it turns out the bikers don't want to give up Alyssa. She's the only girl at the bar. So naturally, Mr. Kimball has to fuck up everyone. He basically kidnaps her, leaves. Oh, no. Takes her out there against her will, against their will. It's a whole fucking mess. You like discipline. But they have a little bit of a chit-chat in his car. I love that they don't even drive off. They sit in the parking lot after he beat up, like, ten dudes. Uh The bartender pulled a shotgun on him. Uh, But he's just going to sit in the parking lot like it's not even a thing. Yeah, they don't peel out. They don't leave immediately. They sit there and have a conversation. In and, which Alyssa yeah. tells Kimball that uh, her friend Carla is dead, so you can probably just stop looking for her, right? Yeah. And that a lot of girls at the halfway house for uh, curious females die on the regular, pretty much monthly. What could that possibly mean, full moon? I don't know. We're just kind of putting all the pieces together. Kimball's a bad cop. Stop it! I think now's the time where I should mention that we failed to mention that the werewolf actually killed the uh goth adult during the daytime 
the werewolf was actually killing somebody right now while they're having this conversation. Oh, yeah, that's right. The the only hot chick in the movie. I don't know if she had a name or a personality or anything. She showed up for like two minutes, but guess what? She got bored. Oh, she's dead forever. She can go fuck herself. Yeah. Yeah. So Alyssa says there's a werewolf at Father Peter's. She has the silver bullets necessary to send it to hell. If only Mr. Kimball would believe her. (laughs) But it doesn't take much because Detective Kimball is just like, hmm. Something really scared you there to buy that gun. Yeah. Something really scared you to buy those silver bullets. I don't believe you, but I believe you. Let's go do this. Yeah, he's a big old fucking idiot. You're going to be my deputy trainee. I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. Take it back! (laughs) Sister Ruth confronts Mandy, telling her that Father Michael has disappeared, along with all of the other girls, which is very suspicious. Yeah, but at the same time, I just don't give a fuck. Well, it turns out that they aren't actually dead. They're just in the basement gambling and listening to the devil's music. Yeah! This scene is, is goofy as shit. It, it's somebody turns on it sounds like jazz. Yeah. And they start kind of grinding. And Father Michael's just sitting there all awkwardly like, well, I'm married to the Lord. Well, this is where you realize that they're all former strippers and sex workers. But they're trying to give them character. But the character they're giving them is just just not uh, working. Father Michael in his bowl cut, he's just making them all so horny that he has to leave before someone gets pregnant. Bingo, bingo. Meanwhile, Mandy sneaks down to see Sister Frances, who pops out of her coma yet again, grabs Mandy by the arm. Oh, she got that gorilla grip. And suddenly transforms in the moonlight. What? You mean to tell me that she was the werewolf the whole time? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. So Mandy runs away. Totally doesn't warn Father Michael by the way, who she passes on the way out of the room. Yeah. He he just gets wolved to death as she watches like an asshole. Real piece of shit, if you ask me. Real dirty dog. Yeah, she was just trying to buy herself a little bit of time. I mean, he's a priest. He's already dead, much like if you're one of these girls in the halfway house, you're already dead dead. inside, right? Bingo. If you don't mind, allow me to take it away. Well... Greg, on, Greg, by all means, please take it away and end my suffering. So Mandy watches on like an asshole, but she isn't safe for long. There's a wolf in the house. She gets her arm ripped off and all hell breaks loose. The girls scramble around frantically as Kimball tries to hunt down the offending wolf, but he's really bad at being a cop. It might be a tumor. Well, I've got news for you. It's a tumor. So one by one, the girls die grisly deaths at the hand of Sister Lupus. Kimball walks ever so slowly through the halls as Sister Ruth gets wolf raped until eventually Papa Pedro fucks him up with a sneak attack to the skull. Kimball shoots him in the dick. You are mine now. But succumbs to the massive amount of head trauma one would expect from repeated blows from a fire extinguisher. Stop it. Alyssa takes his tiny revolver and silver bullets. Peter reveals 
Francis's horrific backstory that she was bitten by a werebeast in South America. Alyssa feeds him one more bullet before the wolf reveals itself and is carelessly shot down in the most anticlimactic ending to a film that anyone has ever seen. Alyssa goes outside where her friends are all waiting to reveal it's been an elaborate setup to a surprise birthday party this entire time. The cops show up, everyone gets laid, and it's... The end! Oh my god, Amityville Moon. I, uh, you know what? This movie was an hour and a half of no gore. That was bullshit. You know what? Fuck, fuck this ending review shit. Zero out of five scaries. I recommend this movie to absolutely nobody. You know, I don't recommend this movie to lepers. I don't recommend this movie to third world countries. I don't recommend this movie to chupacabras, sasquatches, fucking. Uh, I don't recommend this movie to people Mothman. on fucking death row. I don't know, especially not Mothman. Fuck, you want to die? I don't want to get conjunctivitis. And that's what the Mothman gives. This movie is absolute dog shit. This movie should have been fun. This movie should have been enjoyable. This movie should have had tits. This mm-hmm. movie should have had an obscure amount of gore. This it movie should have had fun dialogue nope. because of the low budget fucking... Oh, Fucking damn it. I hated this movie so much. I hate Thomas Hayden Church. Whatever the fuck that cocksucker's name is that wrote and directed this movie. What is his uh, name again? Uh, Churchill, I think. It was. Churchill. Winston Churchill's fucking re- little brother. Thomas, you fucking sucking, licking piece of fucking shit. Go fuck yourself. You look like you have a foot fetish for fat shits. I hate you so goddamn much. You smell. You look like you smell. You can tell that from the directing. Yeah, that that is. Pretty- yeah, yeah. No, go fuck yourself. You're making another Amityville movie. You're a piece of shit. I hate you. The what, end. What, what kind of score do you give it? Uh, zero out of five. Okay, very fair. This is the first time I'm doing that. You know, the one thing I did notice in the ending, uh, the closing credits, they had the nerve, the absolute gall, to mention a special thanks to Alfred Hitchcock and also Steven Spielberg for inspiring this film. And all I could think was just, fuck you. You're kidding. You're kidding. They actually had the nerve to do that? I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a uh, master of directing or some kind of uh, DP. (laughs) I mean, I've seen it. But you you make a statement like that, and you act like uh, your teachers are these lofty individuals who have made some of the greatest films of all time. You know, Hitchcock, Spielberg. These are your these are your inspirations. You fucked up. You completely fucked up. The acting was bad. The special effects, I mean there were no special effects to speak of. There was a no. a wolf suit and some uh some blood being thrown from off screen. That's about I, it. The the gunshots uh, were CGI. That face rip terrible. The yeah, blood. the face rip scene was just let's slap some blood on your face. Everything about this was just absolute bottom of the barrel terrible lazy this might be the i mean in the amityville series if you can call it that yeah has had some very awful iterations this might be the worst of them this might be the complete bottom rung bottom of the barrel the mud pit just the depths the grossest blackest most disgusting sludge 
of cinema history. Yep. Five out of five. God damn it. I was really hoping you wouldn't have done that. I mean, honestly, what do you expect at this point? I I honestly thought that this was going to be the exception. With that said, my friend, what are you thinking for next week? I want to go back to full moon pictures. Okay. How about something fun? How about something? uh, Something from the 90s and something fun. Something exuberant. Something with a little bit of energy. Boobs. I need a lot of energy. I need something fun after this. I got to get the bad taste out of my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. You want to tease it a little bit for the the audience out there? Uh, Charles Band. Yeah. 90s. Mm -hmm. Boobs. Always good. Full moon. Well, there you go. I think that's pretty specific. I think uh, some of our more astute listeners out there can make sense of that. can probably guess it. If you want to send us a couple of texts, maybe uh, we'll reveal it to you. But yeah, with that said, hmm. why don't you all love each other? Hey, care for each other and don't watch this movie. But most important, keep, keep it, it spoken. That's scary. I would rather be that one that looks like Steven Seagal Baldwin than watch Amityville Moon again. Oh, that's Billy. Yeah. (laughs) I would rather be Daniel Day-Lewis without the acting talent. I spent an hour drinking while the computer was (laughs) updating too. I'm a police officer.